Thanks for joining us. If it's your first time, hey, this is Be Human, a podcast where Kevin and I discuss topics around mental health, getting more out of life, and all the intricacies around being human. So this week on Be Human, Kevin and I are talking about some of the lessons that we've learned and other people have learned during the coronavirus pandemic. I know we're still in the throes of it, and it feels like a never-ending saga, but we are in a new year, and there are lots of things that we can learn and reflect on as we go into 2021. So this will be a shorter episode, but hopefully still impactful, uh, and hopefully you get some little nuggets that you can uh, take with you into 2021. So guys, if you're listening to this, you like what you hear, you know, we would love if you could leave us a review, give us a couple of stars, you know, maybe subscribe and even better, if you wouldn't mind sharing with some people, that would be fantastic. Uh, and hopefully you like what you hear and come back next week. So we're going to start with a story from another human who wrote about their experience with testing positive with COVID during the pandemic, what her lessons were and, you know, what her reflections post COVID uh, and how she was going to live a better life uh, moving forward. Maya is from New York, but sheltered in place in Florida. And she was following all the rules. She wore a mask. She washed her hands. She stayed six feet away, you know, the whole gamut. But she was still going to the gym because the state of Florida still permitted gyms to be open. And so it was at a hit class that Maya tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, God. I mean, like, Hit class is, is is pretty much a guarantee that you're going to get COVID. Like walking into a sauna <laughs> of people's sweat. Like it's, it's literally because like hit class of all the classes, you could go, you could lift a couple of weights, like, you know, do a few exercises. You're not going to, but if you're in a hit class, you're basically in a small room with people like, ex, like perspiring everywhere. You're in a sauna of people's sweat. I mean, like that's a, that was a, that was a bad idea, but by Maya, but hopefully she learned. It was a poor choice. It really was. And one of the things that Maya reflects on is COVID-19 really allowed her to recognize that her decisions have grave consequences, not only for herself, but for others. And I think prior to this, you really could live a very selfish life and not really understand the impact and the implications that your choices have on other people. And so her going to a hit class Yes, it was okay for her, but she didn't realize that that was going to impact her mom because by testing positive, she now had to self-isolate away from her mom, who was a cancer survivor and had a compromised immune system. So that decision there has repercussions of rave measure if she was to give that to her mom. And I think that's one of the Mm. biggest lessons that a lot of people during this pandemic are realizing is your decisions affect other people and you can't just walk around and be so selfish. Agreed. Yeah. I think honestly, that's probably a huge learning for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you, you, you do have to take a step back. It's like, does me going to this party, does me taking this vacation, you know, whatever it might be, is that, is that okay? Is it, or is it going to potentially have an effect down the road on other people that I care about or even don't care about? The reality is like this, is, maybe it's, it, it's almost like a learning in, in a, of itself that not necessarily, you don't have to love the person or know the person, but if your actions have an impact on another person and that potentially results in them getting super sick or, or dying, you have to think twice about that. So yeah, I think, I think like there, there is some value there that COVID has, probably helped a lot of people become a bit more selfish and not as focused on themselves. So that's interesting. 
Definitely. Definitely interesting. And Maya also says that during her, you know, self-isolation, she was able to cultivate deeper relationships with her friends. They started sending her tips, uh, YouTube videos on making, she called them like these Jamaican concoctions where she was blending all types of herbs because she lost her taste buds. And, you know, she felt seen. She felt, you know, that her community had her back and that she was able to get support from them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And she really does thank COVID for kind of waking her up to the fact that life is short and she must live life to the fullest. That's awesome. Yeah. Kevin, I know you're super reflective and throughout COVID, you probably have been reflecting on this experience, but do you mind sharing with us some of the ways that you've seen yourself change or things that you've noticed um, throughout experiencing COVID-19? Yeah, for, for sure. And I think honestly, Bree, probably one of the biggest learnings for me is it's it's just kind of brought back uh, my focus to what actually really matters in life. Um, and look, I like I've I've always appreciated and loved my family, and I'm super grateful for them. I've, I'm like blessed with like credible relationships with my my mom, my dad, my two sisters. Um, but you know, so often we we kind of just get caught up in in the rat race where we're just so focused on progressing in career, making more money, stuff that you know, yeah, it's great, but it it really doesn't matter in comparison to you know honestly like for me you know spending time with my family like giving my mom a hug and you know having a laugh with her and and, you know having a laugh and sharing experience with with friends that for me is definitely something that I've missed missed a lot like during COVID you know not being able to travel home spending a year away from them but it's also brought so much more gratitude towards that as well. Like I think that's been the big thing for me. You know, I speak a lot about visualization, but almost every morning I visualize giving my mom a big hug at the airport when I see her for the first time. Oh. So, and and I suppose the beauty of it is we probably, you know, my me and my family probably speak more than we would have if COVID didn't happen. You know, we catch up pretty much every week, you know, sometimes more and like spend and invest time and in like, just conversing and interacting and not like multitasking. You know what I mean? The attention Mm. is on the conversation and, you know, listening, sharing stories, having a laugh. So it's been, it's been great in that respect, but yeah, I'm I'm curious, curious, Brie, you know, any other stories or or lessons um, that you can share? I'm over here crying. You are just really touching me because I don't visualize seeing my mother at the airport. I'm like, how do I get away from her? (laughs) So so sweet. Oh my gosh. Oh, I just need a moment. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's visualizing giving Megan, your partner, a hug in the morning or something like that. Maybe not your mom, but somebody else. Don't want to do that either. (laughs) 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 But really enjoy your story. Love it. So this is interesting because you and I, we sheltered in place with our partners and Mm -hmm. that was really great. I think both of both of us really enjoy not being alone as I think most people would. Right. For sure. (laughs) So the second story 
I wanted to share is from someone I don't actually know, but I read her article and she's amazing. Her name is Nicola. And Nicola, I chose this story because- Breathe. <laughs> I think I think the name is Nicola, but just-, oh. just <laughs> <laughs> Nicola, what? Classic American pronunciation right there. I'm sorry, Nicola, uh, for Brianna's ignorance. Nicola. It's so Nicola. It is so Nicola. Okay, anyway, sorry, Nicola. But her story is one that is very different than ours because she was single during the first pandemic. And she was single for a while. She's 37. And before COVID, she really didn't mind being single. She kind of flaunted it. She was crushing it. But yeah, I think during the the first pandemic, she felt loneliness. She felt had bouts of depression. And I think you can only do so many calls with friends and family to support you. And then you're like, actually, I need a boo to slide up in this bed at night with me because <laughs> it's I'm lonely, right? That yeah. makes sense. I'm I'm totally with her. The, t- the teddy bear is not cutting it. Yeah. Not cutting it. So she started using the dating apps and was going on a number of virtual dates. And then after a while, she actually started finding meaningful, meaningful connections with one or two of the guys that she was meeting up with. They decided that they wanted to actually see each other in real life. And obviously that comes with its own restrictions and scares. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear, stay six feet apart. And then meeting people in real life, you feel their energy. So although you might be on Zoom and you're vibing, it's a real indicator if you can vibe in real life, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the guys was a dud and then the other guy, she was like, yeah, let's do this. And so that was a huge step because it meant, okay, do we go into each other's support bubble? And I know you and I don't think about this, but it's huge when you don't know the person in a way, like they're still kind of a stranger. Like it's literally only been a month or maybe two months. And so your timelines for dating goes out the window and timelines for us as humans, especially in the dating world, if you're single means everything because it sets up expectations. So now, you know, okay, this is the third date after the third date. I think we should sleep with each other. But if you have Mm. the third date on zoom and then you met the person in real life, you're like, well, what do we do? (laughs) Yeah, It's huge. Yeah, that's true actually. And so I, in another article, Kevin, I went down a rabbit hole with dating in coronavirus. And I think you'll enjoy this one. So one guy meets a girl and they are in the park and she has the, the brilliant idea of having a remote vibrator that she sits on the bench with across from him. So they're six feet apart. Wow. And she's using the vibrator in the park across from him. What the Oh my God. Y'all, I'm not making this up. This is in the New York Times. They're talking about this. So people are getting he, creative. You gotta you gotta applaud them for that as well. Well, I think it goes to the fact that I'm what I'm trying to bring out here is Although we're in COVID and it's a really serious situation, our human needs don't go away. And Mm. one of the needs of humans at our base level is we want physical touch and intimacy with others. And when you take that away because of coronavirus, people will go to great lengths to get that. Yeah, and, I, and I, like Bri, I, I can relate to that. I don't know if you've ever read the the book, The, the Five Love Languages. Highly recommend. Love it. Highly recommend for anybody like, 
started that was within like the first like month of myself and alexa dating she gave me that book i didn't actually read it but i read it when i was in london a little bit later um but i will say so five love languages it's uh physical touch words of affirmation uh quality time acts of service and gift giving i'm a physical touch guy love my hugs love my kisses i'll leave the rest to your imagination alexa is an acts of service kind of girl mm. so she likes you know when i come home and i wipe the counter i take a luna for a walk i've you know tidied up the place so for me that was a huge learning so i'm all like kissy kissy huggy huggy <laughs> you know, throwing the throw in the words of affirmation like you're beautiful babe you're be- oh my god you're so you i'm all about that uh and it wasn't resonating with her as much as that stuff resonates with me so huge learning lesson for me was yeah, I got to like clean up and do, do those little things. But for me, the whole physical touch, you know, yes, I have Alexa, but I, I don't have a, a whole lot else. So, yeah, where I'm getting with this basically is I'm getting a bit more <laughs> don't take this wrong way, physical touch with our puppy Luna. So you'll often find me hugging, <laughs> hugging, giving her a little you know, kiss in the head. Uh, I'm, I'm also totally fine with her giving me a few kisses, you know. So yeah, I'm getting my I'm, I'm finding that physical touch elsewhere from Alexa. Don't get any weird ideas to people listening. This is huge because we've seen the data shows there's an uptick of people getting pets, getting dogs, getting cats during totally. the pandemic because people want physical touch. It's like one of our bare necessities that we need as humans. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm all about the snuggles with Luna. Oh, I'm so jealous, but getting physical touch, people are going to great lengths for in COVID. What I want to really drive home here and why her story really resonated with me was I think we have to make choices during the pandemic that might not stick once we're out of it. And how do we balance what is required in the moment versus what is what we want long-term. And so some people go to extremes and I'm going to get married. I'm going to settle down just because we're in a pandemic but you lose some of yourself because maybe that's not what you wanted long-term. All right, Kevin, do you have any other tips that we can take with us as we reflect on COVID uh, as we go further into 2021? Yeah, I think last thing I'll say is like, look, we're probably going to have a little bit more time in our hands. It's going to be somewhat similar to 2020 for the start of 21. Anyways, hopefully things start to open up and go back to normal, but look, you're going to have a bit more free time in your hands. You're going to be stuck inside So I really do think now is the time, if you have a passion, go follow it. Just like side hustle, passion project, you invest a little bit of time into that. And one thing I'll say, speaking from experience right now, is the first step is without question the hardest. But that one action alone, like for me and Ubri, starting this podcast, literally just like publishing that first episode that has brought us, put us on the path to fulfillment and we've gotten yeah. so much joy. And like, like I've, you know, we, we love doing this. Like yeah. I love speaking with you. It's like highlight of my, of my week, but that first step was so hard. There were so many like unfounded fears about, oh, well, like people think I'm lame for doing this. Well, um, like people listen and think it's crap and throw raw eggs at me. Like you have all these like crazy fears and thoughts about like what happened. <laughs> well, really nothing comes of it. Like, it's all in your head. So for people out there listening to this, if you have a passion, whatever it might be, maybe it's starting a podcast, 
Maybe it's called be human. Maybe it's like everything that myself and Bree is talking about. That's okay. <laughs> go out and do it. I'm seriously go out and take that first step, take the action. And honestly, I, you'll get a lot of joy from that. So that's my last learning. Bree, I think this week's episode, you know, we just wanted to keep it shorter, share a little bit of our learnings from COVID coronavirus and how we as humans are responding to the fact that, you know, we're still in a pandemic, but, but we're dealing with it. You know, we're being human and getting through it. Uh, and look, yes, it's 2021, but COVID is still real and relevant. You know, we hope you got a laugh, a couple of good nuggets of information from this. If you did, we'd love if you could leave us a review, subscribe, share with friends. And yeah, hopefully you tune in again next week. Really, really appreciate you listening. Over to you, Bree. Bye.